Is he really? Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Now we're going to have him back on. Yeah, definitely. Beans are terrible. Beans are terrible? Yeah. Like what kind of beans? Oh. Any. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Beating the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be watching. Welcome to episode 20. That's right. We've made it 20 episodes here on Chris Hansen's favorite podcast. It's Birds vs. Boys. It is rivalry week. We had RJ Chapion from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas earlier this week and today we have a very special interview with the one and only e-rock from philadelphia but as always we're going to go a little bit around the nfl here give you our power rankings and our locks before we get into previewing the game so aiden how are you my friend i'm having a day and most times when people say they're having a day that's a bad thing but usually in philadelphia every day is a bad day so when you say you have a day it's actually a good thing Look, look at all the positive headlines. Smell the roses. The Eagles, look, we we got a short injury report. Jalen Rager's back. The Sixers have a competent leader now in Daryl Morey. There's a report that JT Riomuto wants to stay in Philadelphia. He doesn't like New York. Everything's coming up Philly for a day. I love it. I Going into rivalry week, you can't beat it. Well, that means on Sunday it's going to be a bad day. Probably. Just got to <laughs> soak it in while you can. Exactly. Every, use little... Take every little win that you get. All right. You want to get into our power rankings here? Yep. We're, I think uh, it's going to be hilariously quick. Yes. Um, we got a lot to because, talk to. Talk I was going to say, the name of the show is Birds vs. Boys. We play each other this week. This is what the show is all about. So this around the NFL is going to last 10 seconds. 10 seconds. All right. Here we go. My number one team, Steelers. Me too. Gold standard. I'm glad that I bought Amazon while they were still selling books. Chiefs at two. Same. Bucks at three. Same. <laughs> Ravens at four. Nope. No respect for the Ravens. I have the Packers. Titans at five. Still frauds. Absolute frauds. Glad they lost to the Steelers so we know that they're frauds. Uh, Russell Wilson is five. Okay. Only reason I put them there is because they put up a fight against the Steelers, and I think Russell Wilson's defense is atrocious. All right. As always, we are going to give you picks, and we get very, very deep into why you need to bet these games this weekend. So my first pick, Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles minus whatever it is. Take the Eagles. I hate you. I hate you for doing that. I have Bucks minus 10.5 versus the Giants. Rams minus 3.5 at the Dolphins. Tua Tangavailoa's first start. Aaron Donald might kill him. Oh, God. Uh, I have Saints minus four and a half against the Bears. Those are our power rankings. Those are our picks. Now, let's get into the very special interview with the one and only mighty E-Rock. 
All right, Aiden, super excited for our next guest, even though I'm sure he's going to roast the hell out of me. So actually, I don't know how excited I am about it. Uh, but we are joined by probably the biggest Eagles fan there is. Uh, even if you aren't a Philly fan, like I'm not, he's still a must follow on Twitter. It's the one and only E-Rock. What's going on, bud? What's happening, buddy? Hey, let me ask you something. Uh-oh. You ready for You ready for this game on Sunday? I am not. Sunday night football, national audience, dude, prime time. You can't hide it behind, you know, just the local TV anymore. You got to show this shit show the entire world, bro. It's the Ben DiNucci show, bro. Who? JMU. (laughs) JMU rookie's going to come in and he's going to shock the world in Philadelphia on Sunday night. No, he's not. Okay. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, we got got Zach Martin coming back. Mm -hmm. We got the horses. Something the, like that. the reinforcements. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not ready. That's the final answer. Uh, he's been he's been doing this thing where he talks it down and he gets super negative. But I realize it's just a reverse jinx, and he'll come in here on Monday if we lose, and he'll be over the moon and be like, "Oh, I told you so." Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. This this might just be this, this might just be the big one for them. Uh, yes. It takes one game in this division, so we'll see. Well, let's start with the Eagles with you, and then we definitely have plenty of questions on this game. Let's start with the hot-button topic of the day, Alshon Jeffrey. So he obviously had the foot, and then he had the calf, and he had the illness. Is it like a crazy conspiracy theory to say maybe they don't want him to play, or is there some truth to that? Well, there's no doubt in my mind that they were trying to unload him this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind that they were trying to unload Alshon Jeffrey last year. <laughs> but unfortunately, Howie Roseman, you know, signed him to that big fat contract. And when you have an aging wide receiver that can't stay healthy, that's making a lot of money, unfortunately, you can't even give that kind of thing away. Um, is, is it a conspiracy theory? At this point, who knows? Probably not. He probably did. He probably got out of bed, you know, stepped one foot on the floor, and then all of a sudden he's got a calf strain or something like that. You know, Alshon, it feels like light years ago when we actually saw him in an Eagles uniform contributing. In fact, it was the Super Bowl year when he was a major factor. Granted, Mm -hmm. he saw some time, you know, in that Miami game that we lost. I don't want to talk about it, but that's how far back you have to think on, on when Alshon's even made an impact on the field. At this point, he, he, he's an afterthought to me. He's just a, oh, why don't we say, oh, that's right, we got money tied up in Alshon. Hey, why don't we, why don't we trade? Oh, yeah, that's right, we, we, we still got Alshon. So at this point, it's almost like a, he's more of a burden than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels that way. And you touched on it. It's the trifecta. It's, it's age. It's injury. It's a big contract. It becomes impossible. And like you said, that that Super Bowl season, it was in 2017. But the way that this year has gone, 2017 actually feels like 2007. Well, if if our Super Bowl feels like 2007, here we go. You know what 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 does 1995 feel like? I yeah, mean, here that, it is. that must be like right there. The yeah, no, it, that tape. Do you still pop that one in every once in a while and shed a tear when you saw? <laughs> You know, Switzer host, hoisting up that Lombardi. Do, do, you, do you think about it sometimes? When the you only were, reason, how old were you? Let me ask you something. How old were I'm you? I'm 33 last? years old. Uh-huh. And and how old were you when they won the Super Bowl? So not, I was nine. You were nine. That's adorable. I remember it. That's the only that's the only reason I still own a VHS player. <laughs> so I can watch that game. 
<laughs> I swear, right into the joke. <laughs> I swear to God that Jerry Jones sold all of our souls just so he could win that Super Bowl for Bar- with Barry Switzer. And now we just we just need to own it for the rest of our lives because it ain't happening as long as he's still breathing. <laughs> Feels it's that like way. new Al Davis, dude. It's just reliving those glory days, still living in the past. And no matter what uh, sexy pick he makes in the draft or who, what sexy free agent he picks up or yeah. Everson Griffin. Oh yeah, that's right. They, they, they can't, they just can't rekindle that kind of magic. I don't know if it's the atmosphere down there, or if it's just a, a stroke of that long of bad luck, but man, the Dallas Cowboys just cannot seem to, get what they once had going it returned to that glory form ever since he got rid of jimmy yes he won that other super bowl with barry but that was jimmy's team mm. they should have won six yeah i don't thank you thank it kind of yeah it kind of feels like they missed their window a little bit you know once you have that quarterback on a rookie contract it's a lot easier to win a super bowl because you don't have to pay them and like they're out of that window luckily we got ours in our window mm. uh speaking of the super bowl window one of the super bowl heroes was jake elliott and one of my favorite like fan videos of that year, because there was plenty, was when he hit the 61-yard field goal and you just ran straight out of the stadium. <laughs> that was unreal. But like with him, are, are you starting to worry a little bit? Like he's missed some kicks, 29-yarder last week. Are we are we worried about him yet? You, you, you should be worried, but there's no doubt in my mind that he can turn it right back around. Mm-hmm. We know he can make the big kicks. We've seen him make the big kicks. I don't think he's hiding an injury or anything like that. Now, normally when kickers go bad, because after a certain amount of time, kickers just all of a sudden fall off. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, isn't the, this isn't the first time we've seen anything like this in the NFL. But usually when it happens, it happens with an aging kicker, right? Yeah. Somebody who's been in the league a long time. Jake Elliott's still a young guy. Mm-hmm. So you know he's got it in him. You almost wonder if he isn't at times, oh, I don't know, kicker Carson Wentz where, you know, he's not overthinking a kick. He's not in his own head. Because when you make mistakes, all of a sudden, when you go to line up to make the field goal, it can be as routine as routine gets. And he's been doing it for as long as he's been in the NFL and in college. And he's been doing it in training camp. See the kickers off to the side. They're just doing their things, getting the timing down. He's done it time and time again. But when you're out there lined up for it, I wonder if at times, like he's just not in his own head, worrying, Mm -hmm. oh my God, am I going to miss this? And psyching himself out. True. And I think one other thing that I think about him, it almost feels like he can only throw like a hundred mile an hour fastball. He doesn't have a changeup. And it, the running joke on Twitter is like, you're, you feel more confident from 50 than you do from 30. Yep. So yeah. now, like when he has to put touch on it, it, it's not working out. But like with that video that I referenced, when he hits from 61, it's magic. It's the <laughs> it, old Brett Maher from last year for the Cowboys. He hit from 68, but he can't make a 32-yarder. Yeah. And the reason yeah. it's a running joke on Twitter is because it's been a running issue. I mean, you're absolutely right. You have more confidence bang- him from banging it from downtown, going yard on it, than you do for him hitting you know just your basic you know layup like an extra point field goal mm-hmm. you know he's he's missed some of those easy ones you know dating back for the last three years so uh i i have confidence in him at this point who are you really going to bring in does that do you any good you know you just got to ride with who you got true i think so too yeah like the cowboys have to ride with who they got it's great listen, all right man, so- hey, listen you can hear me playing the violin in the background 
I, I, I know the Cowboys fans are upset and they're upset about their injuries and they're saying, woe is me. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Eagles for like the last oh. two, three seasons, but this is all we've been dealing with. Yep. So you guys for the first time are dealing with what we got to deal with as a team. And oh yeah, by the way, still winning the division. And oh yeah, by the way, still going to the playoffs. Granted, getting bounced quickly, but still. Oh, that I don't that, want to hear you singing the blues right now. No, that again, that shows you the exact right there shows you the difference between the two franchises right now. Because when teams like the Eagles, who for the most part are a good run franchise, well coached, and they have that that kind of it factor. And I think a lot of that comes from Carson Wentz, they follow him. And when they lose those players, they still win games they probably shouldn't. But when the Cowboys, this goes back to, I think, 2015, too, when Romo got hurt, and then it was backup, Brandon Whedon, another. But as soon as, even when Tyron Smith is just out in Cowboy land, it's game over. They can't, we can't handle it. So Dallas is not equipped to handle any type of anything that goes wrong. It has to be the perfect game plan, the perfect week, the perfect everything for them to work. And this is why I fucking hate them. Iraq, Iraq, he's he's beating himself in the debate before we even get to you guys debating about the two teams. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, I'll, I'll debate. I'll debate. If you'll indulge me, let me let me let me let me speak a little bit more on that because because today I was looking for the Dick Vermeil quote on video so I could post it on Twitter and I just couldn't find it. And he said something along the lines of uh, something. It was a quote about something talent versus heart and it'll take heart every single time i i, I gotta research it some more i i, I watched a, a football life dick for meal over again and i and i he didn't say it in that so i'm struggling to find it but the thought did cross my head today that you know the dallas cowboys are a team with a lot of talent i don't yep. think any any one of us on camera right now can dispute that but they don't and this isn't a diss trust me there'll be a lot of more a lot more disses coming your way but they don't have any heart they got None. talent, but they don't got heart. And at times the Eagles have had talent or, 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 or haven't had the talent due to injury, but they've had the heart to do it. And you say what you want about the Eagles, how banged up they are, or Doug Peterson's play calling or Jim Schwartz's defense. You can see even in losses against the Baltimore Ravens, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, that they're not giving up. They're still, they're still fighting to the end. And you can see it with the New York Giants game. They still fight to the end. The Dallas Cowboys are the Cam Newton of football teams. You know what I mean? All the talent in the world. When things are going great, man, Cam looks magical. He looks good. He's smiling. He's posing in front of the camera. When things are going good, the Dallas Cowboys look like Super Bowl contenders. But, man, if you get them rattled, especially early on in the game, it is over Johnny. Just like Cam Newton. You get him rattled, his body language sucks. He's hanging a puss, and the whole thing goes down the shitter. The Dallas Cowboys are the Cam Newton of football teams. And that all goes back to you. That was perfectly on display last year in Philadelphia when the division was on the line. The Eagles had Boston Scott and Greg Ward catching passes. The Dallas Cowboys had their horses out there. They had Amari Cooper. They had the division on the line last play, and Amari Cooper was too tired to play. And then two weeks later, he gets a $100 million contract. And that is exactly the difference between these two teams right now. I mean, you, you, you take a look at Andy Dalton getting his clock clean, dirty hit, you know. Listen, Eagles Nation, Eagles fans, nobody, you know, nobody, 
I don't want to say nobody, but the vast majority of Eagles fans were tweeting out or posting videos like Gio did, like, man, that sucks. You know, nobody wants to see that. That's awful. You know, you know, thoughts with Cam or thoughts with Cam. Here we go. Thoughts with Dak, you know. Hope, he needs hope, thoughts, too. You know, yeah, yeah hope, hope he's feeling better. And same thing with Dalton. That was a dirty ass hit. That should have never happened. And you don't want to see a guy get a concussion like that. Um, but none of his teammates came like I, I can't help but look back at when Nick Foles got a dirty hit against the Washington Redskins, Jason Peters damn near killed a man on the field. You know what I mean? Cause he was so pissed off. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys are just standing around kind of like poking him with a stick. Like, yo bro, you okay. You know, and it speaks, it speaks volumes right there. All right, let's let's get into the game this weekend. Uh, we had RJ Choppy on this week from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and we were talking to him about not if the Cowboys can win this game or even win another game, um, but can they even cover? So they're 0-6 against the spread this year. Last I saw it, it was this game was 3.5, then it was taken off the board. Last I saw, I think it was 7.5. So do you think the Eagles have the firepower to cover the 7.5 or whatever spread it is handily in this game? <laughs> Listen, man, I wouldn't put anything past the Eagles. They are getting Rager back. That's going to be a big addition. JP, no matter where they put him on the offensive line, I mean, you can, you can count that as an addition. Uh, you know, the – Dallas Cowboys are really sending a message to the team that they're in Selma, that they're, that they're, you know, they're kind of waving the white flag and it's in its week seven. Um, but then again, Philly's going to Philly. And to be completely honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys have the lead in the fourth quarter and the Eagles somehow kind of, kind of got to muster up that, you know, Philly magic and just come, you know, roaring back in the last two minutes of the game mm-hmm. uh if i was betting i i definitely bet the cowboys that could not win the game but cover wow first cover of the year ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah, small victories man you got to take them where yeah, you can 100 percent. yeah if you're going to be in sell mode i just went through this when the sixers were in the process you just got to take the moral victories when you can have them mm-hmm. <laughs> but i i don't know like it we'll get down there on sunday but uh, we just don't have the firepower right now where I say, you know, I know we're getting regular back, but it's, I'm like, do we have enough to really blow with any team out? And we just saw it with the giants who aren't very good. And like you said, Iraq, it, we needed fourth quarter magic just to pull off a double digit comeback. So we'll see. Hey, now we'll say again, this is the fourth worst defense in the history of football, not this season history of football. And now they got rid of Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley. Who suck anyway? But the fourth, they made Allen look like Patrick Mahomes last week. Well, I'm telling you, we'll see. Like ever, we hype this up, you know, the Giants. Like this will be the win that gets us back on track. We'll win handily. This is an easy cover, minus four. Like it, nothing's easy when you have to dink and dunk your way down the field, and you really don't. You, Wentz can't really trust all of his weapons yet. It, it's just that's just how it's going to be every single week, and. I'm okay with that. Like we get to win, but I'm not counting on a blowout in any game. Fair enough. Agree. All right. So I, I want to talk to you about being at the link these days. Cause I, I we talked pre-show. I know you're going to be down there this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were there last week for Thursday night football. I saw the move that you put on uh, Alex Holly <laughs> from Fox. You, you move there. Hundred percent of the shots, the shots you don't take, my friend. You know, there you go. I loved it. Yeah, she loved it too, which was the most important part. 
So what's it like being there these days? It's obviously surreal and a lot different in this kind of after the pandemic. You know what? I've gotten that question a lot. Like, was it weird? And I guess to some degree it, it, it was, but you got to understand like being a, being a season ticket holder and this is not me tooting my own horn. This is just how I was brought up, how I was raised and what I'm used to. I've missed five games at Lincoln financial field since that stadium opened. And when I say five games, it's not like I'm sitting at home watching them on TV. I miss five games because somebody's either getting married and I can't get out of it or somebody died or, you know, some sort of medical emergency. I'm not watching the game. Uh, I do DVR the games and, and, you know, when I get a chance, watch them when I get home, but that's on DVR. That's different. It's been weirder watching the games at home Mm. than it was actually being there. I was so overcome by just joy of walking up the steps again, the Lincoln financial field, you hit our gate, you go up the steps, you see the field. My, I was just so overcome with joy that the weirdness of it all missed me completely. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what was weirder. We're used to sitting on the visitors bench, 50 yard line, section 225. We were on the other side of the field. It was weirder sitting on the other side of the field with that vantage point than it was wow, there's nobody around me or wow, everyone's wearing masks or wow, you know, all the seats that weren't assigned or, or, or were spoken for, you know, a lot of them, most of them were, were upright and zip tied. So you couldn't even, you know, hop seats if you wanted to. Mm, um, was it weird? Yeah, there were certain points in the game where I'm like, you know, when the Giants are up or, or the Giants were marching, um, you know, late in the fourth, I think we tried that fourth down conversion. It didn't work. And all you heard was just the piped in light rumbling of the crowd noise. And I'm like, you hear crickets. Like, all you hear is the piped in crowd noise. That's it. Um, it was weird seeing a lot of blue jerseys. You know, there, I, I guess there were a lot of Giants fans that bought tickets Cause you never see that. I mean, you see blue jerseys in the stadium, but you don't see like that kind of ratio. I, I guess that was a little weird, but just being there with my family, with, with, with prime and yeah, you, you know, JT, my buddies, you know, who I, who I go to games with and tailgate a lot with, um, I was just more overcome with joy being there than it was soaking in any sort of weirdness. True. It's gotta be great to have like a return to normalcy of sorts just to walk in there like that. And I know it's temporary and I know it's spiking again and I know it's going to get shut down again. And I know that, uh, listen, we're going to, we went to giants. We're going to Cowboys. We're calling it a wrap. You know, we're going to quit while we're ahead. We're not, you know, I'm not going to Seattle. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to any more games, but um, just, uh, just in the, in this day and age in these times, just yeah, even the the slightest, faintest whiff of normalcy is is just you got to soak it in white, Ken. You enjoy every little victory, and that's yeah. being able to go is a little victory. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of enjoying little victory, so our producer this week was was <clears throat> jockeying our minds for our favorite moments within the rivalry. So like, I was at the Witten helmet off game. That was a blowout by the Cowboys. Thank you very much. So what what is your favorite or one of your all-time favorite moments in the Birds-Boys rivalry? Uh, it, it had to be – there's so many of them, but one that will always stick out in my mind was just the, the time Terrell Owens came back to Lincoln Financial Field. Because, you know, it was, it was coming off of 
basically what we blamed him for the dismantling and the closing of our Super Bowl window. It was, you know, the guy doing sit-ups in the driveway and we hated him for it. And then he's going to the Cowboys and the Cowboys, like, you know, most years, it was piped up like this is going to be their Super Bowl year. And then just to put a thumping on him and Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown basically locking him down. I think late in the game he had one catch with padded his stats, but he wasn't doing shit the entire game, and we were just letting him hear it. Oh, uh, we, you know, Eagles fans are boisterous. Eagles fans are noisy. Eagles fans are obnoxiously aggressive with their voice. But just that game, where normally we're at a ten, man, we were at a fifteen, just letting him hear it. And the fact that, you know, we blew them out really kind of made it more enjoyable and made us louder. So, so that one always kind of sticks out in my head, but there's so there's so many, anytime the Cowboys come to town, I mean, there's so many, so many memories of, of even Westbrook falling down at the one. That was brutal. But that, that was in Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in Dallas. Yep. That was in Dallas. Yeah. When, it, when, when I have it, when I think of it, I always think about the times that I was there in Philly. Yep. Out mm-hmm. energy. All that negative, like, you know, imagine 80,000 people just taking all that negative energy, like, you know, like solar beam in it right mm-hmm. to one individual, dude. That's that's something to experience. I remember that whole fourth quarter, really, because like you said, we ended up winning pretty handily. And just the the singing and the chanting going his way. And it was just even noticeable on TV to the point that they had to do a whole segment just panning over the crowd uh, of them just singing and chanting against TL it was incredible yeah yeah and so in some games like look some games are more entertaining and more fun and you, and, and you find more enjoyment out of them when it's close or come from behind victory and sometimes they're not as enjoyable like I always thought the 2004 NFC championship game was more enjoyable than actually the 2017 NFC championship game because the the, the NFC championship game against the Vikings besides the first quarter that was a blowout I mean, mm-hmm. we know we were going to the Super Bowl by, you know, the start of the third. Yeah. Whereas the um, the Atlanta Falcons won, you know, we, we were fighting that whole game. We had the lead, but, you know, oh, it, it kind of came down to the wire. So it was, a, yeah, it was a little bit nervous. So a lot of times the blowouts aren't as enjoyable as the close ones. But that Terrell Owens one, <laughs> you know, mm. that was the best of all the worlds. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes it's nice to just sit back and be like, we kick their ass, you know? Yeah. And let them hear it the whole entire time. Yeah. Let's hope for that. I'll, I'll take the blowout this week. The way things, how stressful they've been with close games. I'll take yeah. the blowout this week for sure. All right. So we, I mentioned this to you before we started the show. Usually this is a debate show between me and Kevin. Mm. I will let you slide into my place today. I will be the moderator. I will let you guys debate. We had a similar debate question on our previous show. Like he said, we had RJ Choppy, who's big in the Dallas media. So now it's getting flipped this week. Mm. We'll use the same question, same format. I'll let you two go at it. So I'll pose a question to you guys. This should be easy for you. More annoying fan base. The Cowboys or the Eagles? You guys decide who goes first. first. (laughs) You want to flip a coin? Or you you just want to go off? You want to go off, or do you? Want, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first, and I'll let you. I'll let you close it. I'll out. Def- I, yeah, I'll, I want. I'll let E Rock build it up because I feel like this rant's gonna be pretty incredible. Right. So I'll let you go first, Kevin. All right. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start with 
what everybody thinks I'm going to start with that Eagles fans, all they do is punch each other in the face and they throw snowballs at Santa Claus. And you can't go to a game at the link without coming out bloodied because I go to games almost every season with my Cowboys gear on with my wife. And I've never had a punch thrown at me. I've never had a snowball thrown at me. You know why Dallas fans, I'm going to give you this before I crush the Eagles fans. You're in their house, so treat it like you're in their house. Don't go in there with your T.O. jerseys on, jumping around, F-U-F that. Treat it like it's their house. I always say when when Eagles fans yell at me when I'm at the link, I say, I know, I know. Everybody has their flaws. This is just mine. And then they laugh, and then we laugh, and we drink beer, and then ultimately I still hate them. So I am married to an Eagles fan, okay? And she – will never let me live any moment down. She may not love football like I do, but it's producer Vince. I want you to, when you cut this up, put these pictures on the screen of every single time the Eagles have beaten the Cowboys. And we've been there, the pictures that, that she takes of me just looking miserable and her, she just, like you said, is boisterous. She's never that loud any other time in life, except when the fucking Eagles beat the Cowboys. Okay. There's about six logical Eagle fans in the entire world, and two of them are on this podcast right now. You can never just have a normal conversation about football. It's just like RJ said, too. All of Philadelphia sports fans, you're based around a fake character, okay? Rocky wasn't real, okay? He was fake. Yes, he was 53 and 27, I think, and he was a champion, but it's not real, All they do is just come and they talk and they talk. And every single time there's a free agent, he's coming to Philly. It's the shiny new toy every single time. I don't care who it is. He's an eagle. All I got to do is go on Instagram and it's there's anybody you want. And he's in an Eagles jersey because everybody wants to play in Philly because it's the greatest place to play. It's not. Just annoying. Are are, are you done? (laughs) Are you done? Because I, I mean, I, I thought, I thought it was going to be a debate. I thought, I thought it was going to be a debate. But just like a typical Cowboys fan, here you are blaming everybody else for your problems. I don't understand the audacity of Cowboys fans year in and year out thinking we them boys and it's going to be our year because you know why? If you had, if your football team had an eighth of the passion that the Eagles fan base showed. If your football players, who you overpay, had that kind of passion, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in, and you wouldn't have been continuously disappointed since 1996. Your team is soft. Your team has been soft. I'm sitting on my bed. There's pillows behind me that are harder than your football team. You guys pound your chest all offseason, talking about the draft picks you got, talking about who you signed. You get out there. You get on a roll. You start puffing your chest out. And what happens in the end? The team always finds a way not to screw it up. Not, 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 not to accidentally bumble the game away. No, they show a lack of heart year in and year out. And that's something fictional or non-fictional about characters and movies. We couldn't give less of a shit. You know what? That's what, that's what Cowboys fans like doing. They like talking about the past. And I hate to break it to you. Maybe you know this as a trivia question. Because I don't, wasn't Rocky made in the 70s, like the late 70s? Who gives a shit? about Rocky Balboa. Nobody gives a Stop shit. Stop playing the music every time it's third down. 
Stop playing the music. In Philadelphia in the 70s, and you're talking about shit that happened to your football team in the 90s and still trying to relive that glory. It's over, Johnny. Break out the VHS cassette tape because that's the only way you're going to be watching the goddamn Super Bowls. That's it. That's it. That's all I got for you. You, we won the Super Bowl. It broke your heart because you couldn't make any more goddamn. You, you don't have any trophies. How many rings you got? Jokes. So now you've been, t- t- you know, talking all throughout season, only to watch the Philadelphia Eagles banged up, bruised, people out. The the whole thing win the division, take it right from underneath you. Why? Because they show heart. Because they show class. That's about it. You guys think you're a first-class team. You think you're a first-class fan base. But you're just a bunch of frauds. I mean, there's no nice way of putting it at all. I think, well, the the no ring thing. So months before the Super Bowl, my wife and I met Emmett Smith. We were in Vegas. And we were talking, blah, blah, blah. And I told him that she was an Eagles fan. He goes, oh, that's a beautiful ring you have on your finger there. You better enjoy it because you're never getting another one like that being an Eagles fan. And then three months later. You see you see what ends up happening? You see what ends up happening? You know I mean? I'm, I'm glad you know. Did he, did he wear a ring? Yeah. 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 That was, it was very old. It was a very old ring. Well, well, good. I like Emmett Smith. I'm not going to talk shit on Emmett. <laughs> when we, uh, so we put together like the calendar for guests we wanted to have. Uh-huh. And I thought you'd be a good guest for hate week. I think that rebuttal right there proved yeah, I, that the organization and having you on this week was vodka. a good idea. <laughs> we start drinking stateside vodka out of the bottle just because I, most of everything you said is right. I think we have a winner. <laughs> I lost you. I lost you there for a second. I apologize. What were you saying? You're good. So I was saying that we put together the, together the calendar for guests we wanted to have. And I said you would be a good guest for hate week, touching on the rivalry and everything behind it. That rebuttal right there just proved that that was exactly what we wanted. You literally made me drink stateside vodka straight out of the bottle because <laughs> what, everything you're saying is correct. And I hate it. And, 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 and listen, that's the thing. Like, it, it, you know, we're not bullshitting. We're not lying to you. A lot of this stuff comes from a place of truth, right? A lot mm-hmm. of it comes from a place of truth. Eagles fans get, get the bad rap because it comes from a place of truth. But Dallas fans also got to get their bad rap from a place of truth. I'll take it. I love it. I think it. we have a, I think we have a clear winner in tonight's debate. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And I hope we have a clear winner on Sunday. So Kevin, unless you have any other questions for E-Rock. No, I was just going to thank him for coming on and, and let the people know where they can, where they can find you. Cowboys fans. You got to follow them too. It's a lot of fun. Ugh, I don't want you people following me uh, <laughs> at Eric, E-R-I-C underscore Emmanuel, E-M-A-N-U-E-L-E. But I do a lot of game day stuff. I do a lot of um, Philadelphia Eagles social media on Instagram at the mighty E-Rock. And you can find me on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash the mighty E-Rock, E-R-O-C-K. E-Rock, worst of luck on Sunday, but enjoy (laughs) yourself being there. Because as much as I want you to be in nothing but pain on Sunday night, I am glad that you are able to go to the game. Well, thank you. I hope they cover the spread for you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks, E-Rock. Be good, fellas. Thank you. Thank you to E-Rock. Um, like I said, even if you aren't an Eagles fan, he's a he's a must-follow on Twitter and on Instagram. A lot of fun 
And he's not only such a passionate fan, Aiden, he knows his stuff. He's an educated fan, unlike yeah, most a, Eagles fans. That's the second time that I've uh, interviewed him for a podcast. And both times, like you see the memes and, and you see the tailgates and everything like that because he is a super fan. And that's why, we, like we mentioned in the interview, we wanted to have him on this week. But he's also very knowledgeable about the game. So I think we got a solid mix of both. And it was pretty fun to listen to him just roast you about the rivalry. Yeah, literally. Uh, I love stateside vodka. We love stateside vodka. Again, it's king or queen vodka. I don't deserve to drink that vodka as I'm getting roasted by Iraq, but I just felt like the thing I needed to do. Had to have a little of something. Well, it doesn't stop yet because let's talk about the game ourselves. Let's talk about the rivalry. Let's get into all of it. This is Birds vs. Boys, and this is our first game of Birds vs. Boys. And we have a first place team in the game. Hell yeah, we are. Kind of. <laughs> so uh, even though they're in first place, can we like relax? It, I don't see this Eagles team blowing anybody out. Like I'm, I'm hopeful that we win. And if we, I mean, imagine losing to Ben DiNucci. Like, oh my God. It's a Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Hopefully but guess in a couple weeks. Though. Who look at the, look at the arsenal around Carson Wentz once again. Let's, let's do this because we keep doing it every week. Uh, I don't get what people are getting. Who is this team blowing out? And I know you're going to say the Cowboys. I know you're going to do it. And you, uh, your jinxes are not working. I'm not having it this week. I've had it with you. When has it been a jinx this year? Like it was when it was the Browns. You're like, oh, I think they're going to beat the Browns. No, they got smoked. I called it, right? They, I think, you know, I think they're going to, you know, you know, they might have a chance to beat. I think Washington, they'll be fine. There might be hope. No, there's no hope. Hope is gone. That that's perfect though. I'll tell you what's the most what's the most famous video and meme in all of Philadelphia, and it literally happened today with the Sixers. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. This would be the ultimate game for the Cowboys. To everybody's out, they're tanking, they're selling. It takes one win in this division to just turn your entire season around. Like one win can flip you in the first place and you have a commanding lead because it's a, a division game. And speaking of um, selling. So the, uh, the clown car got a little, a little lighter. We have some seats left in the clown car. Um, yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys have traded clown Griffin. See ya. He goes to Detroit for a six round pick, but I believe it can turn into a fifth depending on how he plays there. So, uh, I unfollowed him on Twitter today. Felt great. Um, now he's putting out all these videos like I'm ready to put. He t- the dude talks so much for somebody that did nothing here. Um, but I will be rooting for him. I hope I hope he finishes the season leading the league in sacks so we can get a fifth round pick. I hope his PFF grade gets higher than a zero. So I feel like if it is, he might not get translated into a fifth round pick. When he got traded yesterday, I tweeted at Kavanaugh the video of with from here and i was like i still think kavanaugh or one of us could get home what not get home and for a sack but just get past somebody one time one, one effective rush yeah but one. he's gone and then don terry poe clown poe Worley, clown Worley. um oh, yeah they they announced earlier in the day that uh, they were trying to trade them if they could not they were going to release them um who would 
trade for either of them um and they wouldn't they didn't so so they're gone so this this really means it's it's randy gregory and bradley and i time and i couldn't be more excited about that bradley and i uh they drafted him this year out of utah hasn't played much this season um one of those guys didn't have a great combine um numbers wise but you you watch his tape and like we say with the ravens He's a good football player and he can get home and sack the quarterback. So I'm very, very excited. This is the perfect season to see what some guys can do, right? They're they're obviously not having a great season. So let these guys play. And Randy Gregory was back for his first game after the suspension, after being reinstated uh, last week. He only played six snaps. And I, I think I said this on the last podcast. If you're going to bring the guy back, let him play. So now with those guys leaving – um, with Griffin gone, it's it's really going to give Gregory and Bradley and I snaps. I'm so glad that you brought up this point. Let the young guys play, see what you have, let them develop. One of the big stories here in Philadelphia, we are once again paralleling ourselves here, but Jason Peters was back and he was practicing at left tackle instead of Malata. That caused a freak out. Imagine that Philadelphia fans freaking out on Twitter. Imagine um, now here's, here's what actually makes me mad. Here's what deserves a freak out. It, it, I'm not mad that he's practicing at left tackle. The reason Jason Peters is back practicing at left tackle and Jordan Malata is not there where you would like to see him is because Malata has to be on the other side practicing at right tackle because Lane Johnson can't practice and Jack Driscoll can't practice. And if they can't play, then who plays right tackle? It's been impossible to get a rhythm and let these guys learn and develop because each week someone new is injured and they just play a giant game of musical chairs. It's not developing. It's just survival. Yeah, no. And uh, you can't, you can't put Peters at tackle, right? I, in a, in a, in a perfect world, they would love to have him at guard. Because at guard, they don't have Brandon Brooks. They don't have Isaac Sayamalo. But if Milana has to play on the other side, like who's going to play left tackle? You mm-hmm. know, like all it, it, every piece connects. It's a giant puzzle, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just not working out right now with these injuries where everything's going to work perfectly for you. Um, so in a perfect world, Jordan Milana will be back at left tackle. I do not see this team putting Peters there when everyone and not, not even everyone, but most people are healthy. And speaking of injuries, uh, Andy Dalton is still in concussion protocol as of right now, which is Wednesday. Didn't sound like he was going to get cleared as of Thursday. I, I really I don't see Andy Dalton playing in this game. Yes, this is his first ever concussion, apparently. Apparently. Um, but I, I don't see him being cleared for Sunday. Um, so they have Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, and old-time friend of the family, friend of the program, Cooper Rush is coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he left the Dallas Cowboys, went up to the Giants, and followed Jason Garrett. They released him, and now he's coming back to Dallas. And what that tells me is I don't know if Andy Dalton's going to be ready by next week. I did see that from our buddy Kavanaugh today. Yep. That, that's a follow the breadcrumbs move. Mm-hmm. Like why would you bring in a quarterback if you had three healthy? Like if, if Dalton could play, you would have three guys. If you're bringing this guy in, it leads you to believe that something's wrong with Dalton. So we'll see. Um, like I said, 
this team, like this Eagles team, it's just not that good right now. But they also just can't lose to Ben Denucci. They just can't do it. The schedule is too tough to lose to Ben Denucci. I will tell you, Ben Denucci's first play of that game last week when he came in, 39 yards to Dalton Schultz. Biggest play of the game. I'm pretty sure that Ben Denucci was friends with Jimmy Hoffa. There is just no way that this guy is a quarterback and not an Italian mobster who was a part of the Teamsters. I I don't know if you saw him play at all, JMU. I did uh I did miss a few JMU games. Just <laughs> wow. a few. Just a few. Uh everything I saw from him. Um what did you it, see? When did you watch James Madison? Uh after they drafted him. Okay. Highlights. Gotta watch highlights. Um, all time. At JMU, he's third in completions, fourth in passing yards, fourth in touchdowns, sixth in attempts, and seventh in total offense ever. I mean, my man, the, my man threw for 5,716 yards at JMU. Who are the six guys that he lost to in terms of yardage at James Madison? Come on. I don't know. Okay. I'm not, and you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not even going to rag on him because I think any quarterback could step in there and the guys that they are throwing to, if if they would just show some fucking heart, which is what we talked about with E-Rock, like he'd be mm-hmm. fine. Like I'd love for a quarterback to step in and throw to CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. Like this just the it's going to come down to effort and the Eagles practice report. We are just a broken record. We are stuck in time. I hate time because Time feels like forever, but goes so fast. And time has gone so fast, but felt so long since 1996. Uh, would you you want to hear something funny? I'm 25, so I was two months old when they won their last Super Bowl. No. I when when what how about I, I don't know if you have any more points on the game, but we could get into I the do. rivalry. And that's that's part that's part of the reason why, and Vince wasn't even born. That's part of the reason why I hate the Cowboys so much is that I've heard how great they were. It's like fairy tales to you. It's fair. Them and John Henry beating the, the train track thing. Like I've heard that it happened. It was, did it actually, I don't know. Aiden, I was walking around in my Dallas Cowboys starter jacket. It was, it was a goal. I was, I was literally cutting out newspaper clippings. And putting them on my wall. I had was cutting out. I still have them somewhere. I'm, I'll pull them out for the next podcast. Uh, Sports Illustrated covers with Emmett Smith on and framing them. I, I went to the Scholastic Book Fair at school and got my Midnight Run Emmett Smith poster. Had it up on, on my wall. It, the 90s were a glorious time. So I've heard. I've also heard that Jesus moved that rock, and I've heard the dinosaurs roamed around the earth. That's all it's been. I've heard about it. I have no clue if this shit actually went down. No, it went down. I'll show you on VHS sometime. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Um, Before we get full-time rivalry, um, let's let's talk about Sunday night a little bit. Okay. Um, So... Was saying with E Rock that uh, it opened up at three and a half, but then they took it off the board completely, and now it's sitting at seven and a half. Last I looked, Eagles favored at home. Um, Cowboys have not covered a spread in six games. We asked RJ Choppy 
he thinks they will cover spread eventually, but doesn't think they'll cover this. E-Rock does think the Cowboys may cover this. What say you? I do think they cover it. I'm I'm in line with his thinking. I don't know if it'll take a, a double-digit comeback in the fourth quarter, but I feel like this will still be a game in the fourth quarter. Like I keep saying, like look around on this offense. Who is the guy, aside from Carson, who is the guy where you're like, they have a distinct advantage that the Cowboys cannot Anyone? handle? What? Anyone. Anyone. Uh, no, no. Have it's, you watched the Cowboys defense, dude? Have you watched the Eagles offense? Yes, it's better is, than the Cowboys defense. This is hilarious. This is the most stoppable force me to movable object of all time. When you when you started the show, when we had the when we had the idea mm-hmm. to start the show, did you think by the time we were doing rivalry no. week, we'd be like, no, my team sucks more. No, my <laughs> team sucks more. <laughs> no, my I know your team sucks, but what does mine suck? Yeah. <laughs> No, this I, is I, not I how I picture things going, but here we are. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'll tell you where they have a distinct, distinct advantage is your defensive line against this mashed up Dallas Cowboys offense and Ben DiNucci. Yes, I, I do agree with that. And what I would like to see now, last time I said this, it did not work. It actually went completely off the rails in a hurry. Last time I said this, was against the Ravens and went down seven, nothing. Mm-hmm. I would like to be up seven, nothing. Like I'd like to get the ball just like we did against the giants, go down the field score yep. because the last thing you want is them turn around, hand off to Zeke, turn around, hand off to Zeke. It's third and four. So it's manageable for Ben DiNucci. Then, you know, it kind of negates this defensive line and their ability to rush the passer. Yep force a young quarterback and inexperienced quarterback into mistakes. But I do agree with you. That could be a distinct advantage. I think if Dallas, so hopefully Zach Martin's back. If he is that, that's a, that's a, a big game changer for the, for the Dallas O-line and Ben DiNucci. Um, and I think they need to play him at tackle. I think they need to put him at right tackle, um, put Connor Williams at right guard. Biotish stays at center. Uh, Connor Williams at left guard, and then you either put Brandon Knight or Cam Irving at left tackle. But um, with what's coming off the edges too with you guys, I mean, but then I think of, you know, Fletcher Cox up the middle, and that's where really where you want Zach Martin. So that's that's the whole, you know, the Eagles D-line can bring it from almost anywhere. So, yeah, I'd like I'd like Derek Barnett to have two sacks. You know, like we picked up the fifth year option for a reason. Mm-hmm. Could Could we see why? You know, mm-hmm. like you have a favorable matchup. The team believes that you can create favorable matchups. So can we see it? And the favorable matchup that Dallas needs to exploit is is how Zeke usually plays against Philly and in Philly. Yeah. Um, he needs to get his head out of his ass this year. Yes, RJ Choppy said as well, you know, he's not going to kill Zeke because this offensive line has been bad. It is bad. It's banged up. But this is a game, a rivalry game on Sunday night football Last time this team was on prime time, they got blown out at home against Arizona. Zeke did nothing. If the Cowboys are going to win this game, or if they're even going to be in this game in the fourth quarter, Zeke needs to have a day like you're having today in Philadelphia. A good day. Yeah, but I told you he a day outside of Philadelphia is a little bit different. And I, I would I would also like to clarify my comment that I meant just in sports in terms of having a good day in Philadelphia. Sorry. 
but he needs to tote the rock 25 times and average more than 2.5 a carry. I agree. So it really steps up, like you said, defensive line. Like they create create second and twelves, mm-hmm. create third and nines. That's where you thrive. That's where you invested the money. Yep. I'd like to see like anytime you'd invest in something, you'd like to see it pay off. You know, like you want to see the stocks go up. You want to see this investment. You want to have a return on investment. Yes. Finance, football, birds versus boys. Maybe we'll have Jim Cramer on. Yeah, he's an Eagles fan. He is we, an we Eagles can pull fan. that off. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Um, now, the only way I believe that this Dallas defense has any chance of being successful is if they turn Carson over. Um, he has been turning the ball over a bit this year, but the say. Cowboys don't get turnovers ever. They're minus 23 in turnover margin this year. Um, it's the worst by a zillion. So that's going to be the one. If they can get after him, if guys like Alden Smith, Randy Gregory, and Clown Lawrence – can get after Wentz and make him throw in air and make him look like bad Wentz because he can look like bad Wentz and then mm-hmm. you blink and he's good Wentz again. If that pass rush can get to him, turn him into bad Wentz, even if it's just for two throws in the game and they can they can get two picks, then they have a chance to be in the game. He With him, like it's at the point you just have to sit on your hands because there's going to be a throw where you're just like, why? there's some throws that is literally what i've said i just go why like i love you why Uh, but tell me he makes that throw is jordan lewis picking it off he's probably the only one that could anthony brown and jalen smith no darian thompson not a chance xavier woods you never even see him on your screen i don't know where he is when he's playing a might be back he fell into an interception week one and didn't know what to do with the ball I, I guarantee, watch, it's going to be someone like Alden Smith, like one of those interceptions, like right at the line where he just yeah. comes up and grabs it. That's the only way the Dallas Cowboys get an interception this week. My prediction is Darian Thompson, since you, you've shit on him all year, I think it'd be very fitting if he if he picked off Wentz in this game. If Darian Thompson has a pick six, I, I will let Vince have someone wax me. Okay, we have that. All right, <laughs> we'll save that bookmark that for later i do not want to see that but at least there'd be a silver lining for a darian thompson pick six (laughs) Um, after the game like i can see a situation like daniel jones where he just chips at the 10 and you're just like oh thank god (laughs) but uh where's dk metcalf yeah yeah who is hawking him down i'll tell you what it's not gonna be jj or thega whiteside so you might be screwed there sir julio regger Leo Regger is, and he will be back. So we have hope. I think it comes down to the trench work, though, on the other side as well. I told you, even at the end of that last game against the Giants, even on those two touchdown drives, it was more so of Wentz just like getting pressure in his face, either bouncing out or still making a throw. So they haven't been good, you no. know. So that, that I think that's the key, and that's all I have to say about that. And it, it's you know, it's this rivalry is like you know such big it's like you know manchester city man U, yankees red sox even even when the teams stink the games are you you can get fired up for the game i am am all on team tank you know that i want dallas to unload implode retool but i want this fucking game (laughs) 
not yeah. only to throw it in your face, but throw it in my wife's face, throw it in E-Rock's face, and just throw it in the face of Philadelphia in general. Imagine this Dallas Cowboys team coming into Philadelphia on Sunday night with Darian Thompson and Ben DiNucci and sticking it to the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. The tears will taste so good. I, I feel like I'm the only one who seems to be worried about this. Like, I don't know. Like, the Cowboys fans, like, they're so dead. It's like, come on. Like, we have to fight each other. This is yes. part of it. Like, That's why really, I'm, you, I'm here. If, I'm if you showed up, if you showed up to, to, to a race in Fast and Furious and we have a car and you guys are on a bicycle, like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on. Show up. At least, at least get a car. Get a at pity. Get or something. the gas pedal, please. You know, geez, come on. This rivalry is too good for this. Let's go. Yeah. So where are you watching? How are you watching? Uh, three inches from my television like usual. How about you? I don't know yet. I don't know if my wife will allow me where she's going to allow me to watch <laughs> and if she's going to watch with me or not. Who gets the big TV? Who Usually, who who are you guys in separate rooms? Do you get the big TV? Sometimes we watch together. Sometimes we watch separately. Um, and it also depends that sometimes we start together and end separately. <laughs> I can see that happening quite a what bit. About, what about you? T- uh, there, man, there's... Well, we have an interesting predicament. because There's only one television, so I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. And um, I, I am proposing. I said it earlier. So for those of you just tuning in for the first time or you've been living under a rock, welcome to Birds vs. Boys. Um, so I, the Cowboys fan, am married to an Eagles fan. And Aiden... The Eagles fan is dating a Cowboys fan. So we have like two relationships into two other sort of relationships. So I am proposing that the losers of this game make a meal, very delicious meal for the winning couple. So not me and my wife or you and your girlfriend. So if you lose, you and my wife make me and your girlfriend dinner. I feel bad for your wife because I don't know how to fucking cook. She does. So, so, so you just if you pour if you pour the wine for her while she's cooking, you're you're Gucci. Good enough for me. I hope you guys like scrambled eggs. <laughs> but I don't think I think I will be making the meal. So um stop. I'm getting sick of this. I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep putting it in your head. No. And then Ben Danucci's gonna throw for three thirteen and three touchdowns. And run for one. That would be. I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm not. What would you do? What would you do if Ben DiNucci came in and threw it for 300 yards? It's a. That's honestly a good question. I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm not even. Nope. 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 nope, nope. I'm having a day. Ben DiNucci, 300 yards. All positive Philly. You know. You know what? This is. This is what I want you to picture. I want you to picture. It's Sunday at like. 11:45. The game is over. The Eagles have won 37 to 34, and Lisa Saunders or whatever her name is, whoever it is on Sunday Night Football, has the 10 foot boom mic, and she's interviewing Ben DiNucci as the player of the game. Not gonna think about it. This is not gonna happen. Can't wait. You cannot. You cannot ruin my day. You can't do it. You want to. I won't even let you. So let's get into the rivalry itself. I feel okay. like it's our first time doing ver- birds versus boys for a game, like we said. So let's talk about the essence of the rivalry itself. 
Um, do you have a favorite moment? We asked this to Iraq. Do you have a favorite moment of the rivalry? Yeah. Um, so I was at, I think it was a Sunday night game in Philadelphia. Um, T.O. came back. He scored a touchdown. I was a uh, sophomore in college, I believe. Actually, this is a great story. So I was, oh no, I'm sorry. I was a junior in college. Uh, had an apartment on campus with six rooms and we got one guy that uh, was assigned to the apartment and he was an exchange student from Denmark. And apparently Denmark, the country, gave him and his buddy who were studying abroad um, 15 grand each just to spend while they were in America. So they would like one weekend, they flew to Miami. Like, and then, so, so they're like, we go to football game. And I was like, okay, what do you like? We go and we're going to go to the Eagles and Cowboys. Yes. And I was like, uh, yeah, they're like, we pay you drive. I'm like, you buy, I fly, let's go <laughs> bought the tickets. And we went down for the Sunday night game. And that was the Jason Witten helmet off like 60 yard run. And I can watch that play over and over and over again. It makes it even better that I was there. I do remember that one. Cause I remember him running around with his helmet off and just be like, how did we not tackle him? How did we take his head off? And he's still going mine. Mine will always be the 44 to six game. Cause I just remember like just having that feeling that we weren't dead that everything had to go right just to get into the playoffs that year. And it was like, we played at four o'clock and you had to have some, there a lot is. of things go right just for the one o'clock slate, just for that game at four o'clock to matter. And it like, we did it and pulled it off and we had to beat the Cowboys to do it, to get into the playoffs. And it wasn't even, you. it was one of those feelings similar, not as not perfectly the same as the uh as the nfc championship but it was just like all right the energy like there's just no way they're losing so that 44 to 6 game is mine i also love uh that tony romo's final touchdown pass is in philadelphia i good for him to terrence williams um one of my least favorite moments in the rivalry another game i was at in at&t stadium in dallas um got the wife tickets to go down to the Eagles Cowboys game last game of the season. She goes, this is what you're giving me for Christmas, a trip to the Cowboys game. I was like, yeah, but they're playing the Eagles and your Eagles fan. She's like, well, if the Eagles don't win, you're buying me another Christmas present. I was like, okay. So we went down and that was the shady McCoy game against Kyle Orton with the division on the line. And then shady had the belt on pick six, uh, baby Brandon Boykin. That's yep. up there for me too. Yep. So that was uh, that's one of my least favorite moments in the rivalry. I that that's easy. That might be top three for me. I, I might put that too because both of those. You know why? Both of those times, season finale. You mm -hmm. have to beat the Cowboys to make the playoffs. Man, I football. Yep. I I that. I'm glad you brought that one up, man. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. That one picture, Vince. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, uh, here we go. This is Vince has his. It's a Lito Shepard pick six to the house, 100 yards to the crib. Eagles win. And this is in the fourth quarter, too. Yeah. Marion Barber is chasing him. He almost caught him like DK Metcalf. God, so that's another Barbarian. good one as well. The Barbarian. Um, real quick, Vince, pull up the pictures again of me. And I want to, this will, this will just, we can end with this with my tears for Aiden. He'll enjoy. Um, 
Nope, next one. So here yep, we go. That, that's the game right there. That is the Kyle Orton pick six. That is hilarious. That she just and in your moment of weakness, she was like, you know what I should do? Take a picture, <laughs> make it last a while. So you just look absolutely miserable. And she is elated. And she was just like, you know what? Let's take a picture just to make sure that everybody knows. And again, this is why I hate Philadelphia Eagles fans. I would never do that. I have no pictures of me and her miserable. It's always the other way around. Oh, well. Mean people. All right. Give me give me your prediction. Um, I think we win. I hate the Cowboys. They're not America's team. Unless you can. Honestly, they might be America's team because um america's resting on the laurels from like a world war that they won in 1949 they haven't done shit since and we're having a terrible time in 2020 so maybe they're a lot like the cowboys maybe they are america's team um i'd love to bulldoze you you kevin are a nice person most cowboys fans like i don't know get on an american airlines flight and hit texas for the first time in your life see what it's like because you've never been there just because oh, they were on TV, you get on it. You get on a flight with a bunch of Eagles fans, and they're fucking singing the song the whole time. It's the worst experience. Don't don't talk to me about getting on a flight with other fans. Being on a flight with Philadelphia Eagles fans is the worst fucking thing you could do in your life. You know what? If if you lived in your geographical area of your team of your city, you wouldn't have to deal with it. But you don't because they were on the TV in 1970. So now you like the Cowboys. Now you're stuck live in 1970. All right. Not that old. 87. So what, what's the score? Um, 24, 20 Eagles. I'm going 34, 10. I hate this. I hate this. I hate the Cowboys. They're not America's team. I'm so they're not right now. They're not. And I, I'm not going to be one of, I am not, I am not one of those Cowboys fans that are just going to be like, we done boys. No, I don't do that. I am a logical fan. Yes. I hate you. I hate my wife. I hate Vince. I hate Philadelphia. I hate everything that this goddamn bird stands for. Okay. Bird, the bald Eagle is a symbol of America. This is not an American Eagle. Yes, it is. This is, this is a poop, poop shit Eagle. Okay. Dead Eagle. Look at this. It's do you know why? Do you know why that is the only logo that faces the opposite way of like normally logos go that way? Do you know why the Philadelphia Eagle goes the opposite way of normal logos? Because we're the best? Because it's an E. Oh, I yeah, I know that. No, but you didn't. I've heard this before. <laughs> I, yeah. Yes. Um, but no. 34-10, I think somehow they get a lucky touchdown, but it's not even as close to that, I don't Sh- think. Shut up. Ugh, I'm sick of this. But Benvenucci's throwing for 300. Let's go. America's team. What's more American than the city where America was founded? Uh, Bald Eagle is the symbol for America. I can't think of Ben Franklin is from Philadelphia. Ben Ben DiNucci is from uh, New York City Mafia, and he ran around with Joey Gallo and freaking uh, what's the guy from Scranton? The, from the I don't know. <laughs> I think that's it. I yeah. I am I'm elated we made it to rivalry week, and there was still something to to talk about because for a while this was like, were we going to have a win? <laughs> I want a producer pick. 
producer pick. Vince, do you have a pick for today or not today, Sunday? Do I have a pick? I think it's, I don't know. I don't want to be optimistic. You know what I mean? Thank you. Hold on. Let me pull up a tweet I had from 2016. I had it queued up because I was waiting for you to say something. Well, wait, I'm glad that you said that. Like the, the worst thing you can do is, yes, your tweet says optimism is a Philly fan's worst enemy. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I still think they win, though. I, like, I know you're going to kill me. They're, they're definitely going to win, and it's probably going to be by a lot. But now because I said that, it, I don't think it's going to be close. Exactly. Look at this dude. Look at this dude. And a throw for 330. That would be the most Philly thing to happen. From I think. Atlanta, Georgia, by the way. He's not from New York. Atlanta. I was saying that because that's where most mafia people are. Yes, I, that's very – that's not appropriate. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? No. Um I'll see you on Sunday. I'm, I'm going you live. Sunday. I'm going live. Okay. I, I can go live. I'll be three inches from my television. We'll and, uh, only you other thing I can in front think. of it, have the, have the from somewhere else. I think we need to be live. I'm, I'm putting cool. it on Twitter. A poll. Fine. Do they want us live or not? Please All vote right. no. I'm glad we have this production meeting live on uh, on the podcast. But we we love our our fans. We like to involve the people in the show. I only love fifty percent of the fans this week. Cowboys stink. Thank you again to E Rock for that amazing interview. Go bet our picks because we told you why you need to. Hope you enjoyed our power rankings. And let's hope for a very 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 good Sunday night game so we can have. Some fireworks next week. Farewell from actual America's team. I hate you. <laughs>